Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can always check out the Bill Simmons Podcast, which just had an incredible fantasy football palooza with the one and only talented Mr. Roto. Uh, And speaking of fantasy football, my young boy, Danny Heifetz, has broken off, launched a fantasy football podcast on the Ringer NFL Show feed with Danny Kelly. And of course, they're calling it the Danacy Football Podcast. We also got Binge Mode Harry Potter, The Dave Chang Show, House of Carbs, Larry Wilmore Black on the Air, One Shining Podcast, On Shuffle, and of course, my other show, The Press Box, me and Brian Curtis, talking about highbrow shit on the Channel 33 podcast feed. Now, enough about that. Hit the damn music. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Long. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I am your host, David Shoemaker, here uh, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. With the king of Sad Style himself, uh, East Village's own Dan St. Germain. How you doing, man? Nino speak English or <laughs> any <laughs> other. inappropriate. Well, I'm just quoting Nakamura, the oh, king of uh, strong style. I, I, thought that, I thought I was like getting some No, weird... I didn't use the offensive Asian accent, so that wasn't problematic. Okay, well, I'm just. I appreciate that for whatever it's worth. Listen, I had a joke to follow, which would have made it non-racist, but now I forget it. We've had a shocking l- lack of outside the ring wrestling news this week. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to make light of the situation, but a shocking lack of wrestling deaths compared to previous weeks. <laughs> um, I love what I say is uh, is offensive, but then you say I'm just reading index cards that you're <laughs> scribbling on and send and, and passing over to me. This is all Dan Saint Germain joke work. Um, we do have really big news in in, in lieu of actual big news there is something really big that i want to talk about and it's going to come as a shock to you and i don't know if it's anyone else listening to this but we're recording this on tuesday uh east coast afternoon it's wednesday i mean wednesday east coast afternoon (laughs) uh tuesday was so recently it's so hard to to separate myself tonight wednesday night i know a lot of people listening to this won't listen to to a thursday but we're going to get this up as quickly as possible and it'll it, it'll probably be uh, you know relevant on on thursday and friday as well wednesday night this week's episode of nxt something really important is going to happen there is a grudge match of some sort between uh let's see what's going on here alistair black and uh and uh johnny gargano which that's is huge that, that's really big but the big thing i want to talk about is the nxt debut of Keith Lee, who is, I just want, I just, I just have to say this. I don't have some magical ability to predict what wrestlers are going to be good. Although, uh, you know, I was really, I was really high on, on, uh, I mean, and obviously by the time that these guys get to NXT, who it's were not- you high on beforehand? Yeah. Who was the last person you were high on? The last person that I you said, it was going to be a huge deal. The last, the, the last people that I said, 
were that that I gave like five star ratings to or whatever A pluses. Yeah. Uh, at various point, I mean, but when they got called up, would have been uh, Finn Balor for sure. I mean, like I know in writing, I said he is the first guy with an upside like John Cena that they've you know the, the, with a ceiling like John Cena that they've had passed through so far. So far, Not whatever. So but like WWE, obviously. I mean, the fact that they put the universal title on him so quickly shows that somebody there has that opinion, too. Yes. For a day, they had that opinion. And listen, you can't... You, I mean, when someone's feuding with Baron Corbin for four months running, you can't... You have to see that as a positive. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, and then I, I said... I'm sure at some point I've said Sasha Banks has that sort of crazy, like, crossover upside. Um, yeah, I, 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 I the, think I think for about a year or two that was true. And know, I think... Sure. And, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I w- I've said this... I've You know, I've I've been there with like Oscar and I'm not, I'm not even talking about, you know, the Roman Reigns and Ronda Rousey's who right. were just headliners regardless. Um, Keith Lee, Keith Lee could be WWE champion at WrestleMania 2020. Like he's, he could wow. be that, like he, he could be winning it there. He's got everything. He's, he's, uh, he looks like a, like, let me see a picture of him again. Well, this is the, the the picture that they're promoting. He like sh- he had a beard, like a full beard, and he shaved it to this chin strap thing when he showed up at WWE. And I don't know if that was How to make him look he? longer. Looks like he's forty five. Well, he looks at yeah, he's like thirty. He's like thirty five. He's yeah. not young. He's no spring chicken. Now, let me let me let me get his actual age so I don't end up like just totally offending everybody in the world. Um, he's twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> Keith Lee just turned fifteen. Um, he's uh, he went to Texas A and M. He's thirty three years old. Wichita Falls, Texas, one of the great uh, cities in all the land. And um, it went to, it played football at Texas A&M and then uh, was inspired, well, from his grandmother to be a pro wrestler, to be a pro wrestler. And has not, inspired by not getting into the NFL. Well, that's probably true. But he's, but he's, he's hasn't been wrestling for that long. He's, he's listed at 62330. Uh, let me see if that's what WWE calls him to. WWE, when he showed up at the Performance Center, um, he had a nice little salt and pepper gray hair when he showed up there. Yeah, 6'2", 320. And big guy. Big dude um, is built like a just monster. But not in like a, like a, you know, I can, he, he does not have a six pack. You know, he's just like a big, strong looking dude. That looks like he was he he would have been right at home in like mid south yeah. you know or like in a territory back in the eighties, um, and he is just incredible. Go online right now when you're listening to this. Pull your car over to the side of the road. Um, look at his YouTube highlights. He just he's it. He, I, I've seen him wrestle live. I saw him wrestle live at PWG. Um, but look for those PWG tapes. He's unbelievable. He had an incredible. Um, he had, a, he had a couple of matches that people always talk about, one against Matt Riddle at PWG and, and same also at PWG against Donovan Dijak, who's in the WWE developmental program. And Matt Riddle apparently just signed. Yeah, um, Matt, Matt Riddle has a lot of upside. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, was a, that was a Dave Meltzer reporting, not reporting thing, but everyone's taking that to be true now, and I, I'm sure that it is. Uh, but Keith Lee is just incredible. Now, he wrestled as like, like on the indies, it look, he looked like, I can't even think of what the what the appropriate. I mean, he looks so much bigger than everybody else, uh, except Dijak, I guess. But like he's, but he he's he, he it's as if 
Like, who is the biggest, scariest wrestler from your childhood who wasn't just a fatso? I mean, what do you mean by biggest, scariest? Because, I mean, I guess, like, when I was a kid, you know, Andre, I always knew from The Princess Bride, so that didn't really count. Yeah, not that big. I'm talking about, like, just a big, big dude. You mean a big it was dude? like if it was like, like an earthquake. Yeah, except he's real fat. But it was like it would be I like when I saw Giant Gonzalez's picture, I was like, "Oh, this guy's scary." <laughs> and then you watch him wrestle, and you're like, Ugh. "It would have been like if you saw if you like had if you like watched if you just looking at Keith Lee would have been like if you watched you watch Hulk Hogan all those years, and someone was just like, "Oh, check out these tapes of Hogan in Japan," and he was doing like insiguris and shit like that. It was, yeah. Like it's it's so unbelievable to watch him fly around the ring. So you think he's the most agile big man? Yeah, I mean it's again it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what translates. It's not in wrestling history more so than Bam Bam Bigelow. He's a different wrestler than Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow was agile, you know, was kind of light on his feet in a way that Keith Lee isn't. But Keith Lee can just do every single move. You right. know, I mean, Bam Bam could obviously do the do the top rope stuff, but he wasn't just going toe to toe doing like like trading crazy indie moves with people i mean look i i i hope that's true but i've wanted a i've thought the new day needed a singles main event push forever <laughs> WWE doesn't have the best history with black wrestlers as far as pushing into the title scene they just, they just haven't i mean i you know what i will say they tried with lashley but you know he he just doesn't have that charisma factor well, but new I, day's had that charisma factor for years and they haven't pushed them to the top so uh, i don't know I, I mean, when I see it, yeah, I think part of the new day. I mean, at this point, you have to say it, it, if the new day had got if anyone in the new day had gotten singles, put, had you know gotten singled out for a singles push, who knows how it would have gone? You're right that history doesn't make you overconfident about it. But they also have seemed. It, I mean, it's also as much as, as as anything else, WWE just being blinded to the idea of pushing, giving a title shot to a person in a trio. I mean, they've you know. <sighs> Yeah, except for all of the shields. <laughs> it's true, know? but they had to break up. I mean, I it was they had I, to formally break up to to activate that push. Yeah, I just I I still see it with Big E, and I and if you if you you don't see it from that SmackDown match last night. I Holy mean, shit! What a good match! What a terrific match! Yeah, no, no, no. It's true. I mean, and that's got to be. I mean, that's that's the subtext here, and it's you know whatever. It's unfortunate, but it's you just know. you and me, two black guys talking wrestling. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like the closest they've come is The Rock, right? But he's he's more some, you know, well, he's identified as a Samoan wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think it's part. it's just the he, he's he's <laughs> you, a lot of this this Rock ground has been has been gone over a lot of times, and yeah, you know, there are there have been. I mean, there's just not that many black wrestlers in WWE. You know, it's like. Mm -hmm. It's not just. I mean, we can have the argument argument about Booker T's run in WWE and what and whether he was held down or whatever else. Right. But it's like it's not about the championship show so much. It's about when you like look at a at a pay per view card and there's and the New Day are the only black people on it and they're wrestling yeah. in the pre show. You know, it's like you can't. I don't care if any if there's not a black champion or a Hispanic champion or whatever. If the women aren't getting the positioning they deserve, it's like. It's but it's just like I don't know. Man. Percentages. There's still only one main event at WrestleMania. As much as they try to say, oh, it's you are you and CM Punk can yeah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> if you are on the WrestleMania card, that's a big thing. <laughs> it is worth pointing out though that when you when company shill, yeah, uh, it is worth pointing out though that uh, when Keith Lee signed. I'm looking now at his at the WWE like like look at this new class, the Performance Center piece. Um. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are nine people 
uh, five men, four women, and uh, five of the nine appear to be African-American. Well, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. I say this, uh, noted noted civil rights activists... (laughs) Slash comedian slash speaks, I don't know what okay so speaks truth I want this to be a po- I, I want to continue on the positive side of this Keith Lee go watch his shit uh, he wrestled uh, he wrestled hero uh, I mean Cassius Ono at WrestleMania weekend this past year um and j- in at like a an NXT sort of I don't know I mean it was it a good match yeah it was pretty good it was pretty yeah. good Th- those things are so awkward anyway yeah and they have good chemistry they've wrestled they wrestled on the indies sometimes but it's like it's better. It, Keith Lee is better against smaller guys because it's just so shocking to see him do the same and thing that a smaller that. yeah because Hero can do that too so it's just, it's not seeing them yeah. together um, like especially in a WWE sized ring is not quite as impressive as seeing as you know saying Big Little Chris Hero is just like Nick Nolte and down and out in Beverly Hills <laughs> <laughs> it is I mean that guy no way he's awesome I mean I like Chris Hero a lot but it's like it's like I'm like when I when I see him wrestle I'm like can I wrestle? Like he, you can wrestle. Chris Hero is not the problem. I mean, I mean, it's not a problem, man. Look at the the whole half the NXT roster are just like dudes that put them in a regular outfit. They would just be like watching wrestling at the bar yeah. with us. Alistair ba- Black looks like he owns a high end vape shop. So, <laughs> for all you know, he does own a high end vape shop. I hope so. Um, Alistair Black is another guy I'm super. I was super high on too. So I don't know what that's worth. I always said he had everything. Um. I mean, it really just depends on who's running the show. Uh, if, 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 not to get macabre, but if Triple H is running the show in a couple of years, I, I think that we'll be totally, we're going to see a lot of cool shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is, I'm officially calling it Keith Lee Day. Um, Keith and Lee Day. Keith Lee is just, he's just great. He's just, he's absolutely great. He's also, you know, again, one of these, like, he's a little bit older. And that's proven to be a good thing, I think, oh, for absolutely. a lot of these guys that get that, that get called up. The, a little bit more maturity, a little more experience. AJ versus Samoa Joe is forty one versus thirty nine. That's crazy. Um, it's one of the main events of SummerSlam. Uh, you know, forty is the new. It's not forty is not even the new thirty anymore. Forty is the new like twenty, twenty two. Yeah, forty are just out of college, making good. Um, and that's great too, uh, for wrestling, for Hollywood. I hope, I mean, I hope it's great for Hollywood. Dude, I was not getting any young. I was watching four. I feel like I'm 78 as a big fan of sports entertainment. I was watching the, uh, the bachelor finale. Yeah. Uh, You're a big bachelor head. Well, the valet is a big bachelor head and and I, I can get into it season by season. Um, but they were running all these commercials for the show. A mil- I don't know why I'm talking about this. A Million Little Things. That's like the new This Is Us on ABC. Yeah. And it has Ron Livingston in it. And I was just like, oh, Ron Livingston. I remember that guy from all the like the indie movies in my college days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I looked him up and he's like 51. Looks exactly Looks the great. same. It's fantastic. Well, that's your job as an actor. Half the time is just to make sure you don't look, <laughs> look exactly aging. the same age. Yeah. It's true. Um Wrestlers too, you know. Yeah, wrestlers and actors have a lot in common, except wrestling's real and acting's not. Uh, anyway, go watch Keith Lee. Google Keith Lee. Watch Keith Lee on NXT tonight. It will almost certainly be a letdown. 
Um, <laughs> Especially after you built it up. After I built it up this much. He's also, his, his day, I haven't seen the match. He made it, his match is against, this is slightly spoilery, although it doesn't matter. It's another guy who people talk about is Marcel Barthel. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he wrestled around as Alex Dieter Jr., which is an all-time, all-time wrestler name. Yeah, Alex Dieter Jr. Um, it sounds like a nursery rhyme. Yeah, he's a German dude. but uh, So I guess Alex Dieter Jr. is not getting a super push, but maybe he is. Maybe maybe they'll both look good. But the uh, maybe Keith Lee is just going to be jobbing, and I'm going to be crying about this next on next week's episode. McMahon made uh, Rey Mysterio lose the junior, right? So I don't know. You don't know how far you can go with the junior. <laughs> in your yeah, name. don't call him junior. Don't call him junior. Um. But yeah, Keith Lee Day, guys. Go watch Keith Lee. Watch Keith Lee on NXT. Cheer for Keith Lee. Keith Lee will be our future world champion. I'm saying that right here. Stone Cold, lead by block. Universal champion or WWE world champion? Uh, I mean, he will be the best champion. Wait, that's I don't not know. My, if, that's not answering my question. I'm just saying, like, like I could say universal champion, but they might do a title swap at the Superstar Shakeup next year. He and will be the most important title. Yeah. Okay. I'm he could be. I'm holding you to it. By that, I mean... Although, by then, we're going to have the weeks. Fox and USA showdown, so, like, the titles might be a little bit more competitive. Yeah. I mean, they're never going to be on the same... And at this Whoever point, you just go... I mean, guy is going to be... Yeah. But, though, but if he gets up... Time. I mean, if he if he showed up on SmackDown, you know, next week, he'd probably be stuck there for two years. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he just... If he became, like, a John Cena-style phenomenon, you're right, they'd probably move him over to Raw. Yeah, um, but, but that's now what Fox they did after at, WrestleMania twenty one. But, but, Fo- right? but it, once the Fox thing starts, like they're not going to say like, "Okay, please put our best dude on Raw." I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, Fox. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. We don't know how this is going to happen. This is uncharted territory. Um, also, I, I don't know why Matt Riddle has, for some reason, has become like the guy that every single wrestling fan, even if they've never watched, and I mean, everybody watches indie wrestling now. But like, he's yeah. he has such high name recognition, and Keith Lee does too. But at, but but Matt Riddle is the guy, and I think it's just because what was this thing that was keeping Matt was a pot? Yeah, he smokes he a lot smoking. of weed. Why is that still? Why they get these guys addicted to painkillers? Want them to smoke weed? They should be smoking weed. And WWE, if WWE were smart, they would come out. They would they would make that a part of their PR strategy. Absolutely. You know, we're like, we're not testing for that. Do whatever you got to do. It's better for you. Um, But they're probably going to wait for, because especially with their, with Linda and everything else, but they're, I mean, and just that's not even that their, their history shows. No, but they're they're going to, they have to wait for, for legalization. And then at some point they could just be like, all right, all right, you guys can do whatever you want. Um, But when you, but as much as they have invested in the, in the wellness policy and everything, I think they just feel like, they can't they can't fuck around with it anyway uh they should but but he got signed so apparently you know they've they've uh, i don't know if they've come to an agreement with him or something but um it's just nuts when you talk when it's like the number of wrestlers of days gone by were just open i mean like dope like <laughs> every time i hear like bruce pritchard use the word dope i'm just you just realize yeah. how how institutional this is when like a word that you haven't actually heard used in 15 years is just the going word in the industry for marijuana I'm smoking dope yeah um so yeah and Rid- but Rid- i mean riddle's fucking awesome too riddle's also a barefoot guy and there's no barefoot wrestlers for me after after kevin von eric so you didn't like umaga well you i guess you can be a fat barefoot guy a lot of qualifiers here. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's. One of, I mean, Matt Riddle's a funny dude. I, it'll be interesting to see what how he's. He's so so talented. He's so talented. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if he's. 
wonder if his mass appeal will continue. If great he gets, physique. Like, yeah, he looks great. Looks great. He's He's got a very, like... he's The thing is, everything about him is, like, not... Indie fans shouldn't be into him, right? He's too pretty. He's too built. I mean, he looks... He look, he's just, like... He's a Vince McMahon wet dream. He also, he, like, has a real bro... Like, hey, hey bro, vocab... Like, way of talking. Yeah. Which is, like, I don't know why anybody... I think everybody just likes authenticity. You know, if you would have told me that, you know, indie fans would have been in... You know, in, like, you know, the smart marks would be behind Braun Strowman... When he first showed up, yeah. I'd be like, you're crazy. But if you're authentic to whatever the character you're playing is, I think that's all they care about. Although I do take what you said, and I hope that Keith Lee's gimmick is that he is a like 55-year-old guy from your block. That's it. He's just like, one, he's like your friend's dad. <laughs> I mean, he definitely looks like he could beat the shit out of me, but that, that, that's... Uh, oh, man, he's There's great. a couple of wrestlers who could do that. Not uh, all of them. No, that's not true. All of them could. And uh, yeah, NXT in general is just on fire right now, man. Oh, it's the best. It's, I'm going on my first NXT show this Saturday night. I bought cheap seats. I'm going with uh, comedian and actor Evan Williams. So if you see me, you know, say hi. Um, is is it was that like a joke about you like going off the wagon or something? No, that's really his name. But uh, I had a bit my co- when I did my Comedy Central half hour, which I think is available somewhere on Amazon. Another cheap pop. Um, I close with a bit about Evan Williams. I don't really do the joke anymore. But uh, yeah, then I met him after that. And I kind of, he would open for me on the road and I kind of stopped using the joke for a while because I was like, it's kind of weird to like have a feature that has the same name as your closer. <laughs> a lot of lingo there. Yeah. A lot of comedy lingo. While we were shooting and smoking dope in the back. Um, fantastic stuff, man. Just fantastic. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we have SummerSlam. Speaking of NXT, we have SummerSlam coming up. I think you're going to be here next week to discuss. Yes, I am. Um, I'm, I'm reluctant to talk about NXT because I'm sure that we will end up spoiling something if I just look at a Wikipedia page and, and everyone will get mad because for some reason NXT spoilers are like, the, is like nuclear death to the pod, the listeners of this podcast. Um, but, we can run through what happened on Raw and SmackDown and see how it relates to SummerSlam because I think that by the time that SummerSlam actually gets here, it's going to be like like we will have talked through everything, but uh, who cares? Um, Roman Reigns. I don't know what I don't. I, we, we've talked a lot about what their plan is with Roman Reigns. Well, we got a lot of we got some heat on Twitter because were they were they chanting Strowman and not Roman? Someone said that? Yeah, they were, somebody in our Twitter feed had said they were chanting Strowman, not Roman. And I, I couldn't tell. Did you go back and listen? No. Yeah, I think Shoemaker was wrong. I was not wrong. They were chanting, we want Roman. Well, it was the... I, I, I don't know. That never happened ever. Jim, g- g- can you find the exact... Because I don't know. It sounded like Roman to me. I mean, I backed it. Yeah, I'll look. All right, thanks. If you're chanting "We want Strowman," you're doing a disservice to Strowman because it sounds like Roman. Well, what are they supposed to? We, can, we, we want, want Braun. Braun. That doesn't sound get good. these hands. Get these hands sounds good. Um, we want the monster in the bank. Could you fit that in? <laughs> monster to one in chant? the bank. <laughs> That's um, Master of the House from my Miss Monster in the Bank. So it's it's funny because like Ro- Kevin Owens show. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you need to write that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well. The um. I, putting, I mean, constantly opening the shows now with Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin is like, like might they might have actually found the gimmick that makes Roman Reigns look good in comparison. <laughs> just putting him next to those guys. Um, 
That's a lot. Uh, I mean, Angle is just he doesn't he's not as great on the mic anymore. I don't know if it's too scripted or no. I was watching what happened. His old promos were like fire. I was watching. Um, I must have talked about this last week. What old episode or what old pay per view was I watching or, or episode? Oh, I was watching. I wrote about last week. I wrote about um, the night that that Vince bought WCW. The 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 simulcast episode of, yeah. of Raw and, and Nitro, and uh, you can check that out on the Ringer dot com. Um, but I was at back. I was watching it, and Angle came out and cut a promo, and it was like a little bit better. But it wasn't like he was so great back then. He was really good back then. Here, here's the thing about Angle, which is really surprising to me. You as a as a performer might be able to get into this. Okay. I'm sure you've taken your fair share of improv classes. I've taken one improv class. That's your fair share. Okay. Uh, it's so weird when you watch Angle and Corbin try to have a conversation or have a conversation in the ring because they're both very good at like half of acting. <laughs> and very bad at half of acting. What what's the part? What's the half they're good at, and what's the half? Like they're if bad you at? just put two people off the street in the ring, and you're like, "Hey, you got thirty minutes to to, to prepare, and here's your lines, and here's what's going to happen." Right. Like you wouldn't say the right things, you know? You wouldn't. I mean, they, they you wouldn't like get the right cue, or like you would realize it was your cue, but you'd pause weirdly and you would so say you, the wrong line. So that's the part they're bad at? No, that's or? the part they're good at. They, they're good at. They, they hit their stuff. beats. Yeah, they, they they understand like, they understand like the skeleton of being an actor, but they're just, they just say stuff as if they're like phonetically reading Russian. <laughs> yeah, acting's hard. Acting's really hard. Like, uh, like one of the things about doing stand-up is that I've become probably a worse actor because in stand-up you're always overthinking and in acting you just have to be, so to speak. So if you have these guys that are like literally handed script changes hours beforehand and their past ex- expertise is being a professional athlete, then it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them. Who's the best at scripted promos? I mean, that's really the question. I mean, they give some guys more latitude than others. I mean, I, I, I'm sure Cena has more at, latitude than others, but that's... I mean, yeah. Roman Reigns got killed by him, you know, when he did that uh, sniveling, snore, you know, when he... I mean, if we... If we, if, we want to, if Roman Reigns is totally scripted, Roman Reigns is very good right now. People aren't reacting like they should, but, you know, I he's guess good. Is, I guess, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they really just shouldn't give these guys... They should be like... Here's a list of words that are offensive that you can't say. Here's the bullet points. They should do it how they used to do it. Um, uh, and then let them sink or swim. Yeah, no, I mean, that would be great. Um, anyway, going back to Roman Reigns started the show, end up with a match with Corbin, Constable, Constable Baron Corbin. I'm going to keep making fun of Baron Corbin's outfit, but I love the gimmick that he take that he does not own a suit coat. He's just a button-down shirt and vest guy, which is fine. Um... Frankly, I think you might need some more tattoo work. I think that's the first time I've ever said that out loud. But like, if your <laughs> if your gimmick is I'm I'm one of these like scary looking bouncer dudes or like Russian mafia dudes yeah. that like wears a button down shirt, like he should have more on his neck. Like the tattoos got to come up. He looks up. like the floor manager of a C level casino. Exactly. Yes. He looks like an ex con who like was on work release or something, and they give him the haircut and the bad suit, and he's like got to go get jobs. He's living in a halfway house. Yeah. I think I would hate Baron Corbin more, except he has the exact same hair and beard that I did when I was like 22. <laughs> but I love the gimmick that he doesn't have a sports coat, 
but he has a vest and then he takes the vest off to wrestle but leaves the shirt on yeah fantastic stuff Um, i I mean i honestly think it's the best he's been but you know no no i think so too i think he's been i think he's been a lot of fun uh and then and then uh finn balor and that's it's it's fun they announced that match for SummerSlam, which is how big is this card gonna be that's the only thing it's gonna have they're gonna start it on like they're gonna start it immediately after nxt on saturday night it's gonna go (laughs) um you have daniel bryan miz you have seth Rollins and ziggler again which nobody really wants to see i do Really? Yeah, it's, it's my favorite it feud. The... <laughs> well, there's 11 <laughs> matches listed on Wikipedia right now, but that's, that's not crazy. but that's not counting any of the I'm looking right now. Right. So I mean the, the pre-show could last forever, but we're going to get we're going to get um Corbin Wait, is that on here? No. Oh, Finn versus Corbin is on here, but we're also we got um uh, uh Elias versus Bobby Lashley. I really hope Elias goes over. Um, yeah, I mean, like everything seems to be setting up a match that we're not going to have time for on the show. Bobby Roode versus Mojo Rowley. By the way, I I was That's watching a pre-show match. I know. Right? Well, if like was that even a pre-show match? I was watching that. I was watching with the valet in bits and pieces the other night, and she was she had a lot of questions about this match. Most um, and most of them were like, "Who the hell are these dudes?" You know, I was talking about this on. Um, the last podcast that I was on, so I don't want to repeat too many points, but they really messed Bobby Roode up. They just messed him up, make him a heel. I mean, you know, uh, I, I won't go. You know, I won't. You know, go on and on about it, but I just, I just don't understand what's happening with that. Like, I understand Mojo Raleigh versus who's the guy they called up from NXT who had like. The carnival follow him. Oh yeah, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. I great, great work that. by great, great work with that guy, creative. Uh, yeah, I understand that because it's like, all right, well, this is like a popcorn match, I guess. But I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, I know, like you're trying. I I actually don't hate the Mojo push. I, I I'm kind of in. I'm kind of. I don't hate it. Mojo Raleigh. I'm just saying, it's like, what makes him so different from every other bad guy that just wants to prove he's. The best. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Mojo versus Bobby Roode. But I don't know. It did when I was trying to explain what was going on to the valet. I felt like I, I immediately understood her confusion because she's seen both of them before many times. But there's something about the combination that you put them together and you're like, it's you're just watching two like jobbers wrestle. It's like they yeah. just blur together you know what it into is? a... It's like Bobby Roode is like like physically like... Because like Mojo Raleigh's a big guy, but he's not ripped. And Bobby Roode is like a, a ripped guy who's not big. Yeah. And maybe it's just a weird visual for people. Anyway, I'm not sure who the baby face and who the heel is. And it, on a match with so little... On a few with so little... few stakes, like you got to make that a little bit clearer. Anyway, um, uh, speaking of guys oh whatever i was gonna make him i was gonna make an unkind transition but titus o'neill versus razor so we got like That's, well this was or this is this is raw are you reading raw results yeah SummerSlam? titus worldwide versus the authors of pain seems oh, I like it's that was a thing a SummerSlam. oh okay and That's then gonna be on the card no i'm just saying that was it raw that can't be on the card uh gender might the gendered and the Braun Strowman turned over the stage any of this stuff interesting dolph ziggler versus- I, I like the Strowman spot um I thought that was cool. I think it's funnier to just imagine Braun Strowman under that thing for about an hour waiting for his cue. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. I was really excited that the Kevin Owens show got like a new setup and they were going to do something cool. That was cool. cool. Yeah, that was cool. I, I, I like it. It's kind of the a throwback to the early days of the Attitude Era. That's fantastic. But I guess that was just all a gimmick. Um, Seth Rollins versus Ziggler and McIntyre was fun. I liked the, I, like, Corbin not letting Roman wrestle in that match. That was like fun GM, like heel, heel management yeah. shtick. B-team, oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about Heyman last. So before we talk about Heyman, let's talk about Ronda Rousey shoot fighting on Alicia Fox Mm -hmm. or whatever she did. I'm kind of joking. Um, That was a fun segment, right? It was a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of an overbuild for Ronda Rousey's first match on Raw. Like, who cares about that? a five-star match with, you know... Alicia Fox. No, but... Alicia Fox is just but, not going to happen. I don't know. How many times did we have to hear that it was her first match on Raw? I mean, uh, I... Especially you know, when... When, I mean, when when they're doing... You know, when they're doing the like 16th iteration of Seth Rollins, Miz, and Drew Mac... I mean, I'm sorry. Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. You've got to try to help your show stand out in any way. And I like those three and I like that. And I, and I love some of the matches that they've had. I'm just saying that they clearly have no problem, you know, repeating some segments. Yeah, but the, but the whole thing with angle was that he was like, I like my wrestlers that show up every week and do their jobs. And it's just, and then also I just want to subtly remind you that Ronda Rousey actually hasn't, she has only wrestled two matches. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was fun. It was a good gimmick. It's, this is going to be, there's going to be some good heat on this at SummerSlam when Ronda yeah. Rousey destroys Alexa Bliss and walks out with the championship. Unless they do like some swerve where Natalia, you know. Oh, you're right. You're right. Never assume. Never title. assume in WWE. Although, although it would be sort of crazy to not, to not just make the safe play and get that pop. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've seen WWE... And pay-per-views with such a thud before, you know, that uh, who knows. But, I mean, I, it'll be cool to watch it. I hope it happens. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then I so, am a bliss mark. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, Nia Jax is hurt, I guess. That's what somebody texted me. I'm just wondering where she was. Nia Jax's parents texted you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Make sure to I mention her daughter on your show. Um, the And then Paul Heyman gave a... Heartrending interview. I mean, he. You want to talk about uh, somebody who's a good actor? I mean, that was terrific. I thought. Oh yeah. By the way, Jim, I made a GIF. I hope you can hear this of, of Paul Heyman's face. You can be. In, I want to. I, I just want to tweet this out like four times a day from our Twitter account. You no, know, he kind of. You know. Here you go. I'm showing it to Dan right now. I just sent it to you. <laughs> it's. There's just a lot of reacting going on. That's how, that's right before he said that this is actually the WWE.com exclusive clip. Did you see this, Dan? Yeah. So he gave the he gave the interview to Renee and he was basically just like, I'm sad, I lost my favorite pet or whatever. And uh he ends the interview by saying there's that Roman's gonna get destroyed. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And then on WWE.com, there's this little post interview bit where he just says, unless and then he's like, no, never mind, and leaves. And Renee's like, wait, you said unless. What? What is the thing? So they're setting up something. Roman has a, you know, unless you punch him in the stomach, you know, where he got had where he once had diverticulitis, 
then you can get him. Or unless he has, you know, whatever. He's he's scared of mice or like whatever. I mean, they just can't end it with Brock winning. They just can't do that. So it's like one of these options has to happen. Either Paul joins Roman, Strowman becomes it becomes or Strowman becomes a tri- uh, triple threat matches wins either with Heyman or without him. Kevin Owens becomes a triple threat match or comes at the very end and wins either with or without Heyman. Or Daniel Cormier shows up, punches Brock in the face, and you know Roman spears him. I, 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 I it's got to be something to yeah, so, something to differentiate this between that weird end of WrestleMania 34. Maybe Mark Merrill comes back. I hope so. Mark Merrill? Yeah, goes the after Brock. Man. I know Mark Marrow is. I, I, you know, he was probably high. I would have took. I would have took his prize pet. I know. I, w- I would have put Mark Marrow on my list of surefire, surefire future champions at some point. <laughs> um, he had a good look. He had a great. Yeah, he had a. Uh, I think it's really hard to unsaddle a guy from a. He looks just like Little Richard gimmick. They had um, I, uh, Pritchard on his podcast was reading quote from his book about the whole Brock situation. I thought it was super funny. He goes, I knew she was seeing somebody on the main roster, but when I found out it was Brock, I realized how important the power of forgiveness is. <laughs> like He knew that he wasn't going to like be able to like fuck Brock up. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Brock can have whatever he wants. Um, yeah, uh, unless reasons, within uh, the legal un- confines, <laughs> unless and then uh, in the interview, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that this is Heyman. This was certainly like there was a lot of there were a lot of little hints and 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 feints in this interview. Talked a little bit about him managing other people. It was definitely a play to keep Heyman relevant beyond SummerSlam. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I hope he stays around. You have Brock does or Heyman? No, Heyman. Yeah, I, I think he will. I mean. I mean, it it would. Here's my question: Because Ronda, they're clearly setting up as a she's a face. You know, she is a face. It's not they're setting her up. The crowd buys her as a face. Could Paul Heyman manage a heel WWE Universal Champion and a face women's champion on Raw? Is that possible for him to? Because it, you know the complexities of that interview and his emoting. My, my first thought was like. Oh, how cool would it be if he was, you know, a stable? He had this two champions in a stable, and he could be a mouthpiece. For I just Ronda. don't think. I just don't think that's the way they. I wish they could. I don't think that's the way the WWE looks. I don't think they they really like managers, although they're kind of making a comeback. Um, and I definitely don't think the idea of like a manager being more important than the talent. I mean, it's a very '80s concept that 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 in WWE's defense had a very specific reason. I mean, had a very specific. Um, cause and that was it like it was much easier to like keep managers employed in your territory than the heels you know it, it also was that hogan they love hogan wrestling monsters so you have to you know make right you got to cycle through the, you got to cycle through the actual wrestlers but the feud with the with the manager lasts forever yes I mean, same thing with vincent austin um but yeah, I think that it, I think that it'll yeah, Vincent Austin's a good one too. But I think that they should. I think that they should. I mean, it would be great if they could. It'd be great if they gave him, you know, a couple of people to mess around with. That's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I'm qualifying everything here because I'm just worried that it's going to be a letdown somehow. I mean, it very well. Could Roman be. Reigns winning is inherently going to feel like a letdown, even in that room in that moment. Yeah, I don't think you know. I mean, whatever, Jim sent I, me this thing about the We Want Strowman chant. There's like it's like a taken from a Wade Keller 
Raw post show where he like the guy he talked to said that like they were messing with the chance on the air. The guy was in the crowd. His name was Enrique. <laughs> Can they do that though? Do they have the in real time? Yeah, in real time. I, don't I think... feel like that. No, I mean it seems like it seems like if you have the ability to do that, you'd be doing other stuff. But who knows? Yeah, then the beach ball would be CGI'd out. Yeah, or like, you know, you could like CGI muscles onto people. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you showed up for if you like went into a cryogenic chamber or something and came out in twenty years and you're like, oh, I got to go WWE still here. I'm gonna go see Raw and it's just guys in like green spandex suits that are wrestling <laughs> and the whole thing. Everybody is looks like Aiden English. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's we want Roman as far as I can. That that uh, that's what I heard in real time. So on to SmackDown. Better show. Randy Orton. Randy Orton is deeply interesting to me now. I don't know why. Deeply interesting. I, I enjoy watching his promos every week. At least for the past couple. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have taken that away. I mean, it's definitely better than than it has been. I'm just, I'm dreading the idea of a Randy Orton WWE title run again. Um, and I don't think he could support a feud with AJ like Samoa Joe can. Cause Samoa but this Joe is an angle that doesn't necessitate. Yeah, I mean, I guess AJ would be the ultimate target for this right but it does, but he doesn't yeah. have to go right to the top he can just keep p- taking people down and then we get him and brian again we've seen like a thousand iterations of that i'm still into it man um i don't mean to step on your dreams here it's okay charlotte flair and becky lynch are not sasha and bailey they yeah. are uh gonna try to get along they will certainly not get along i'm excited about that um zelina vega um she is so hot by the way, that's Side not. Bar. That's. I honestly thought you were going to go the other way, which is to point out how small she is. I'm. I don't know what the legal definition of like handicapped by height is, but I think she's there. Don't make me into a creep. <laughs> she is. Uh, she like she walks I, past. I like her because she's like uh, she yells at people. No, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. When she's walking around, when you see her making her ring entrance, there are little children standing by the side of the ring by behind the barrier barricade who are taller than her significantly. Yeah, I'm not saying I should make her women's <laughs> champion, but she's uh, super hot and a great manager. Yeah, she, you know, she's very she's very good. Um, and, uh, you know, she she went in there against a workhorse like Lana and really <laughs> showed her who was boss. Daniel Bryan is uh, going to fight The Miz. Um, Can't wait. Nakamura. Actually, Nakamura versus R-Truth is fantastic. Talk that about was it. really good, I yeah. thought. I thought R-Truth, uh, R-Truth was great. Um, between that match and the New Day versus the Bar, uh, we get some really good wrestling. And by the way, I say really good, like because I had negative expectations for the thing. Like yeah. it's it's more fun than you think it's going to be. Speaking of guy, like old guys acting like they're young, our truth is actually seventy one years old. I just looked it up, <laughs> um, and he looks fantastic. Uh, the New How Day. How old is he though? He's like mid forties. <laughs> I'll look it up for real. I'm going to say forty five. Um, he's 46. Wow. I was so close. Yeah. Yeah, you were really close. Um, him and Vince are like friends, right? Are they? Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, he's really good. He's really good. I I really want to have a, like have a, have a contest. Um, like a, a wrestling trivia contest and the winner and like the finals is just like how many of the words to what's up do you know by heart <laughs> i'm not sure that our truth really knows all the words <laughs> um 
that was really really fun. The new day, the new day is back at uh, at SummerSlam. Going to be at SummerSlam taking on the Bludgeon Bros. Yeah, I hope they win the title so bad. I mean, I mean, just put it around their waists. It's it. I mean, this Bludgeon Brothers. I love Luke Harper, but this gimmick is so stupid. It's very dumb. I mean, it's just it's just it's just boring. Um, and AJ versus Samoa Joe is going to happen too. Yeah, I mean, what happened I, to Samoa Joe's face? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Okay, I didn't miss a story, right? No, I think he probably got injured on a house show or, I don't know, passed out at a Jersey Mike's. By the way, the studio is rumbling right now, so I hope... Somebody's sliding a door open out in the hallway. That's that's a good sign. No, it's just the door. That's what... That's the infrastructure. Lightning shot my internet out last night. Were you writing like a really hot blog? Yeah. No, there was rain. This like one of those weird storms started, you know, where it was like you yeah. look out the back window and it's night and you look out the front window and it's day. I don't know if you guys knew, know this, but living in New York is living inside a nightmare. Yeah, it was really crazy. And then there was super loud thunder over and over again, lightning really, really bright. And then there was like the noise of lightning striking something nearby loudly. Ugh. And then the internet was gone. That's and that's the story that of how I got my superpowers. Like it's from the book of Revelations. Yeah, well, um, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna I'm gonna survive till SummerSlam at least. Um, what what of all the things that happened this week made you more excited for SummerSlam? The Paul Heyman interview, without a doubt, really made me the most excited. Okay, and you know, I mean, the whole weekend. You know, I've never gone to NXT before, so I'm 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 super excited about that. And the last time we went, we had a fun time. So I mean. It, for me, it's just going to end because I'm, I'm, you know, my album releases this Friday uh, on 800 Pound Girls. No real winners here. Please go out and get it. <laughs> but I'm doing like a bunch of radio next week. Not a bunch, but like podcasts and stuff. So it'll be like a nice ending for me the whole weekend. I'm just looking at it as a as a fun little excursion. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Are you going to buy any merch? Ah. Uh, do you buy merch? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I I just threw away. I mean, gave away. I moved across the country and gave away like three quarters of my clothes. I think it would be hard to reconcile buying a wrestling T-shirt that I'll probably wear one time. Yeah, it's fair. You gave me one. I did. Chris Benoit T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get rid of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching Chris Benoit on that old Raw too. I was saying. On SmackDown, Cesaro is a- one of the only guys who makes a uh, submission hold look like, like Benoit's used to. Like he makes it look really good. He really puts it in there. And uh, Nakamura does too. Like Nakamura's hold on r truth, I thought was great. But Cesaro, uh, I want to see Nakamura and Cesaro fight now. Yeah, that's a great match. You got to turn Cesaro face, I guess. It's kind of crazy how comfortable we've gotten with Cesaro being in a position where he's never going to get a push. But I guess that's just the way things go. Yeah, I mean they could do they could give him like almost like the hardcore title, the Holly treatment for a month. For a month, you think maybe he'll win the title and he doesn't. Does that mean that like someone has to break his neck or something? Or yes. what, what happened to hardcore Holly? Broke his arm. He broke his neck. Like Lesnar, I think broke his neck, and then he ended up having a Royal Rumble match with him. I'm pretty sure that, that was the sequence of events. Uh, Jim just sent me a bunch of pictures of our truth and Vince McMahon hanging out and laughing together. They love each other. They're BFFs. That's really fantastic. Yeah, I'm very excited about Paul Heyman's interview. I think more. I think it's a really, really smart move. And this is two weeks in a row of really smart moves for WWE on this on this main event 
uh, in this main event booking because Paul Heyman, whether or not Paul Heyman is going to stick around and manage somebody else is really, really important for the match having any meaning beyond the night where it happens, right? Yeah. It's really hard to get invested in a match where one guy's leaving the company, especially when the other guy is someone you're not so high on. But at least this way, it's like there are two elements of, of you know, instability in the match. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting because I think it's mostly going to be a silent crowd in the beginning, but it's going to be a silent crowd like hoping that something happens at the end. Yeah. You know, like they're, everyone's just going to be like, can we fast forward to the ending of this? Well, here's the thing. If they don't... I mean, the other big thing is that they set up the money in the bank earlier in the night. And if they don't... You know, Kevin Owens and and uh, Braun Strowman um, of We Want Strowman chant fame are going to be wrestling with the money in the bank belt online. They've set it up in every way to make it seem like Kevin Owens is going to win it. I mean, yeah, they have. And only because, I mean, just because they, I mean, that's the way that they're teasing for sure. If the match that the, you know, if the match ended like that at SummerSlam, Kevin Owens would be your new money in the bank. How hot would that crab be if Braun won? And then at the beginning of the Roman Reigns Brock match, he said, this is a triple threat match now. I mean, that would like the, everyone would become unglued. Yeah. At Barclays. They would have the hottest crowd for that main event. There would be there would be piercing boos uh, and queer. There would be queer cheers whenever Braun even like threw a punch. So if Braun comes out, what do you think? If, in in kayfabe, what is the move? If Braun is, has the money in the bank match and he comes out at the beginning of the title match, he's, well, he squashes Kevin Owens, right, and then comes out, cashes in, right in the beginning. You in, can't have him do a Seth Rollins thing in kayfabe. Is the move to like team up with Roman to beat up Braun or is, is, I mean, to beat up Brock or is Braun too much of a monster? To- no, he's too much of a monster. He beats everybody. The kayfabe move is that he gives them both a double power slam on each on one arm and he does a double power slam and then he pins one on top of the other. And it's a squash match? No, it's not a squash match. It's a real match. The first match with him and Kevin Owens is a squash match. All right. Um, yeah, I would almost, I mean, yeah, it could be really fun. There's a lot of good options here. Yeah. I'm fantasy booking like crazy in my head right now. Um, just Lesnar wins clean and Heyman just comes back and blows like Roman. It's like nothing fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. What if Roman and now, now, I'm, now I'm trying to put Roman and KO together. Like what if they're a team? What if they're both Heyman guys after this? I guess it doesn't really. Know, doesn't really the money in the sense. bank doesn't really help. It'd be great if Roman turn if if like Heyman and Roman like Heyman sided with Roman. The crowd goes wild because they've been begging for it, and then like somehow they break up again during the course of the match. Like Heyman's like, and I brought you these guys to you know now authors of pain are going to come be your muscle, and Roman's like, we never talked about this, and then he's like mad at him already. I don't know. That sounds confusing. Come Sounds on. Like you, you should join. Expand w. your mind. Um, listen. Real man. Uh, despite that bad booking suggestion, take my real suggestion and go celebrate great Keith Lee Day tonight. Keith Lee Night? Keith Lee Day. He's fantastic. He's going to be your favorite wrestler. I'm all for it. I'm open. Um, everybody needs a new favorite wrestler. Um, Do we miss anything, Jim? Jim fell asleep. Nah. Nah is the whole thing. Nah. You did just mark him as spam. Did we talk about that on air? Was that on air or off air? 
That was off air. That was before the show. We found out that uh, heel producer Jim that has been marked as uh, spam for David Shoemaker for the last month. He's been going into my spam folder for about a week. For about a week. And this, it's been, I, frankly, it's been a good week. <laughs> um, I love you, Jim. Thank you. I'm super excited about Keith Lee Day. That's all that's going to carry me through. I'm but, excited. I'll watch it tonight. They should just not put him, like, I guess we don't know if he's going to be on the NXT card. Probably he'll do a little promo match there or something because Brooklyn loves him, but like, or will love him. But they should just say fuck it and put him. They should let him cash in the money in the bank briefcase, even though he doesn't have one. Put him straight in the main event. He's going to be fantastic. I'm really ruining Keith Lee now, aren't I? <laughs> I'm making Keith Lee uncool. He cut to Keith Lee getting pinned by Baron Corbin in two weeks. Um, oh my gosh, no, what? no, no more Baron Corbin. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Can I pop something? Oh yeah, plug, my plug album. away. This Friday, No Real Winners Here comes out on 800-pound Gorilla Records. Check that out. I'll probably be going back to Total F and Marts in September on all things comedy. Um, Boston, I'll be at your club, Left Boston, for the uh, 7.30, 8 p.m. show. Um, because I think it starts at 7.30, but I'm not really totally sure. But I'll be there on Friday. And then I'll be uh, at Pittsfield on Saturday in uh, Massachusetts. So check that out. Um, I need to put one of those on my website, I think. Uh, But I'll be tweeting at the links or whatever. And uh, watch old episodes of The Break on Netflix with Michelle Wolf. I wrote for that. And DS Germain on Twitter. Jay Leno is a big fan of that Michelle Wolf, it turns out. Oh, is she? Oh, he is? Yeah, he was on Mark Maron and just like was just. Gushing going, over? Gushing. Gushing over Michelle He's going to send her a car. Uh, is that what he does? No, he's just got like like a ton of cars. Um, he I, sends her a Saturn. I, rem- <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. There was a great thing on, on Reddit about J- that Jerry Lawler had kept every single page of notes from his days as a color commentator. Ugh, and the what? guy sent this picture. It's, it's, it's actually kind of great. You can just like look, you zoom in on the thing and there's just like... It's just him writing where to put puppies in? Yeah, exactly. He, he's just right. There's just a script of the word puppy scribbled over. <laughs> no, it's all these like one-liners. It's just like Bruce Valanche writing for WWE. It's like <laughs> there's like a square that says Razor versus Gold Dust. And it's like Gold Dust was voted the favorite wrestler of, the, of both Hootie and the Blowfish. Good thing we didn't see Razor in a diaper. He was such an ugly baby. What? Oh, he was such an ugly baby. People looked at him and wondered where the organ grinder was. He was, he was kidnapped. What? You just start reading crime. Razor is so. I'm not gonna read the Razor so greasy jokes. Um, although he was oozing machismo. He was oozing machismo. It's a it's a condition. Uh, Janetti, Marty Janetti, so clumsy he could trip over a cordless phone. There's some Beavis and Butthead jokes in here. Anyway, I would. They should just make this into a book. I would straight up read that. It's. I mean, it's. This is on a par with like any joke book you would purchase. Right, I mean, I would love to see it. I Whatever happened to joke books? It. Why don't they have joke books anymore? I mean, I know they do. They like, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like heavier than the Warren Commission, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Listen, thanks for doing this. Thank you, uh, Jerry Lawler. Thanks for making all those jokes back in our day, Jim. Heel producer Jim, thank you for sitting on the line while all this is happening and for sending me those fake news stories about uh, about the We Want, we want Stroman chant. Thank everybody for listening. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. 
We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. I remember what I was going to say. Expand your mind. Listen.